0: Okay, so we'll see how this comes back together. Welcome to A Life Shared, where we talk with everyday people who empower, equip, and encourage others right where they are. I'm Ellen Martin. Glad you've joined us. While editing this podcast, my youngest came into the room and he said, mom, that title doesn't make any sense. I mean, ready, but not ready. How can you do that? And I smiled and I said, you know, when I say it's time to go, is everybody ready? And you say, yeah. And then I say like, ready to get into the car and you say, oh, I need to get my shoes on. And he smiled and he said, yeah, ready, but not ready. And then he started rattling off all the ways in his own life. He is ready but not ready. I don't know about you, but over here, ready but not ready seems to be the theme. I'm going away this weekend to do the talk, Embrace the Sacred Gift, over in North Carolina. I'm really excited and I really am ready, but my bags aren't packed. I'm still. Ordering notebooks for my guests. I have stickers to attach to the front and a sermon to finish preparing. It's all outlined, but it's not really ready just yet. What in life are you ready for, but not ready? Lots of Facebook comments right now are about things like all the time they had this summer to get things done and how they're getting them done in the last week. I mean, isn't this really in some ways how we live? Summer's a time of pause, a time of reset. It's good for our souls. It's good for our minds. It's good for our relationships. And then in the end, here we are. Hurry, scurry. It's time to get ready. I've got a kid in an AP class or two, and there's an assignment. Emails, remind messages are already coming out, and he's definitely not ready. I don't think he's even got the book yet. And I decided a while back as a mom that That wasn't about me. That was about him. And the good news is, is his history shows that when it comes time, he'll be ready. But he's definitely not ready yet. For those of you who don't have kids, this resonates with you too, right? I mean, that project for work or the project around the house, we were going to get two rooms repainted this summer and flooring changes that needed to be done. We got one room done. I guess we'll do the next one next summer. This podcast, when I started it, I was so ready, like really ready. I got all the equipment. I lined up all the interviews and all of a sudden I even had too many. I had to start postponing them. I had like this stockpile of episodes and many of them were all edited and just needing final edits. And then out they went week by week by week. And This week, well, I thought I was ready, but then I wasn't because of (laughs) technological glitches that botched a recording. And here I am, reflecting on ready but not ready. Life brings us things that we just can't expect, things we weren't looking for. And how can you be ready for that kind of stuff? Is it okay when we're not ready? I mean, we live in a world of Instagram and Pinterest. Everything looks ready. Everything's polished and filtered. But that's not really how our lives work day to day. I have guests who listen to their episode and they say, oh my gosh, you edited it so well that I could actually listen to myself and not shudder. And I'm so glad for them in that. But the truth is, is behind the scenes for the podcast interviews, I mean, it's really conversational. And so there are times when, gosh, if I sent things out published, you would cringe. They would cringe. And so it makes me wonder, what is it like when we're not ready, but it's happening? Years ago in seminary, a professor of mine, Steve Siemens, said, sometimes things that are worth being done are worth being done badly. And as a one on the Enneagram, I just cringed. Why would you do anything badly? And it's not been quite 20 years since I heard those words, but it's getting close. And I get it now. Sometimes it's time for something to happen. The clock has ticked. The moment has come. And we're not really ready. And so we're just going to have to do it, even if we do it badly. And the funny thing about that is oftentimes, it's okay. The world doesn't come to an end. Not everyone knows how badly it went. Because what mattered most is that it happened. It was worth being done. And you did it. Last night, I was at a meal with some people and I was telling someone how amazing the baked beans were. And the husband commented that something had gone wrong and they weren't quite right. And I said, oh, don't tell me about all of that. All I know is they taste amazing. It wasn't that I wasn't willing to hear it. It was that I didn't know how bad they were. What do you have that's coming? The clock is ticking and you're going to need to be ready. And you're not sure if you will be. It could be something really simple and mundane, like getting out of the house on time. When the kids were little, it seemed like quite the feat to get out of the house on time and get places. I mean, before I was married, getting somewhere on time was getting there 10 minutes early at the latest five. And then, you know, you add a kid or two, three or four, half five, and it seems impossible to get anywhere on time let alone early, especially when they're all young, but not so young that they can't move themselves about and need to suddenly go to the bathroom and strip off half their clothes as you're just trying to load up children and get out the door. And there was a time in my life when getting out the door was more important than peace than relationships. And then I finally decided it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth getting places just in the nick of time with everybody a wreck. I mean, no one happy, me hollering, carrying on, kids crying. I mean, really, was it worth it to be ready? But everyone was miserable. So I just decided I'd do what it took to get where we were going with peace. P E A C E, peace within. Contentment that we were together, that we had gotten where we needed to be. And if we were just a little late, it was going to be okay because the world hadn't come to an end and I hadn't sinned in my anger. We were ready enough because we were all there. And instead of tears, there were smiles. No one's little anymore two in high school, one in middle school, and two in elementary, and everyone can tie their shoes. No one strips down anymore to go to the bathroom. But let me tell you, getting people out the door, especially with school starting and three different departure times, it can be an event to say the least. And you know how sometimes you have to learn lessons over and over again? Well, I had to learn the lesson about Loading up and being ready and doing it with peace within rather than conflict and angst. I had to learn that lesson all over again when we went from homeschool to putting the kids in school. That whole thing of being on time, well, it changed when kids had to catch the bus. I learned it when they were little and then I had to learn it again. And with school starting for another year, I'll have to choose to embrace what we've practiced and what I chose. A few years back, I decided we did best if I was low profile while they got ready. That I didn't need to be on their case reminding them of every single thing to do. And if they were late, well, they were late. And that wasn't on me. That was on them. And some of you are listening and you're saying, well, it's just not that easy. I have to be at work. There are other things. No, I, I get it. The domino effect of kids not being ready on time is real. It is no small thing. I have clients that I have sessions with. I have meetings. I I have a whole schedule that just gets bumped. But I decided a while back that instead of being a crazy person trying to control my children by making sure they did the right thing so my dominoes didn't get knocked out of place, that I would tell them what was expected of them. And knowing that they were capable to accomplish it, I would let them simply do it. And that if we all had to pay a price for it because it wasn't pulled off, that it wouldn't happen too many times before they figured out it mattered. I took that risk for them to get themselves ready because the mayhem of dictating, controlling, Hurrying and scurrying them out the door for school on time just wasn't worth it anymore. It wasn't sustainable. And what were they going to do when I wasn't there with the prod? They had to learn to own getting to places on time. And it wasn't pretty. And I felt horrible on the inside like maybe I wasn't doing the right thing as a mom. Maybe I was too hands off. But the truth was, when I gave them space to do the right thing, they flourished. So this year, I've got two teenagers who are going to get themselves out the door on time. We've got a workout schedule for the morning. For the first time ever, I'll drive the two youngest to school. Thank God it's the closest school to our house. And then I'll drive the middle child to school too, so that we can just have a moment to connect. And life management is necessity. Otherwise, you're just left with the leftovers of what happened. And you look around and you think, what are we doing? That's sometimes where clients are when they reach out to me as a life coach. They are living less than they wanted to live in their daily lives. It's frantic. It's hectic. They want their children to be more independent. To have more ownership of their lives. They want to stage them to be adults that they send off, not wondering if everything will fall apart, but aware of the skills they have developed while living in their home. And as I say to my clients, you know, life is harder, harder. And my job is to help you embrace the hard and thrive. The heart of watching your children fulfill what you said needs to be fulfilled, like getting ready and getting to school on time or catching the bus while you've already left the house, not for the first and second grader, come on, but you know, your middle school, your high school kids and knowing that they really can. And if they don't, that the world won't come to an end. School starts in our neck of the woods, August 11th and over here on a hilltop, not too far away. We're ready, but not ready. I wonder how my youngest who is skipping a grade will do. His math skills are amazing. His reading and writing skills, well, they're good enough. They said he could skip a grade. The fourth grader is going to have to continue to choose whether or not he's going to do his homework because I don't fight that fight anymore intuitively, I always believed it was not the best thing for him or for me or our whole household. I mean, you have a conflict with one child and it just rubs off on everybody, right? Read The Self-Driven Child and sure enough, right there in print, my intuition was validated by Sticks, Root, and Johnson, the authors. And my incoming fourth grader will have to choose, again, that he can do his homework or not, that he's the one that it has consequences for, not me. Each of my kids will have opportunities to grow up. Here at the Martin household, we say this is an opportunity to grow up in Christ. And it seems to be that we never feel ready for the opportunities to grow up. But they present themselves. And in a culture where we all talk about how we're falling short, in a culture where we really wore t-shirts that say, I'm a hot mess. Like anybody wants to be a hot mess. Jesus whispers to us, hey, let's do this thing together. I know you're not ready, but I am. The opportunity's right here. Will you say yes to me and watch me grow you in my image? And then as we simply say yes in all our weakness and frailty and uncertainty, then the Holy Spirit, well, he grows us up. To the next level of glory, not because we were ready, but because the opportunity came. I didn't have a interview ready to share with you this week. So here I am, cats out of the bag, I'm telling on myself. And even though I wasn't really ready for this week, like I thought I would be, the episodes here, it's published. You got me and my ramblings and I hope somehow by the kindness and grace of God that they are a gift to you. And if the episode wasn't a gift to you and you're still here, well, hopefully a couple of takeouts I have tagged on at the end from one of the most listened to episodes so far. Well, hopefully they will be a fun giggle for you. And so that was a really long way around to your answer. And you can cut this however you need to edit. But, but it's all right. I've got a lot to work with. <laughs> is is not... Oh, I'm so glad my phone is ringing. I attend. <laughs> hey, you remember that note you gave me? <laughs> okay, so I either have to unplug this landline or leave it. And if I unplug it, we don't have internet. So we'll, we'll just wait we'll, for it we'll, to quit ringing. We'll cut that out. Fortunately, and- that's exactly right. It's called split, split, delete. There you go. And the the we'll good news is, is the right bars. I don't have to. I mean, it's. I actually. That you know what, silly me. That's brilliant. What are you eating? Oh, that's funny. I'm. I'm actually scraping the bottom of a bowl since we have this minute of sp- of meatballs. Oh. <laughs> but I'm, I've been I've been done with uh, eating for a while. But I I grabbed the moment. Well, there. you were scraping when we got here. Yeah. To lick it up. Yes, I was. Yeah, we're having chicken parmesan. Oh, nice. This weekend, I'm waiting. <laughs> it's one of our family favorites. I love Chimera. so okay, so we'll see how this come back comes back together. All right. Thanks for joining me, Ellen Martin, for this episode of A Life Shared. I hope in some way you've been empowered, equipped, or encouraged to live a life shared right where you are. Join us next time. You never know who our guest will be.